Learning how to grow your business, that is your job. Being the one to do everything in your business, however, is not. Welcome to That's Not My Job, an introvert's guide to building a business beyond yourself. Let's talk about the business owner crisis. Stay a solopreneur versus building a team. And so what I want to focus on specifically in this episode are going through the pros and the cons of building a team and at your company versus staying a solopreneur. And obviously, you know, the, the direction that I went, which is building a building a team, you know, it's what a lot of this podcast is about is being able to build a business beyond yourself. And so while that is the goal that I always wanted to build, it may not always be the right fit for everybody. So I want to talk about it. And then really, the, the reason I want to go through some of the pros and cons is because not everyone knows what this is going to look like, you know, and, and, and I think it's important to know what you're getting yourself into. And so taking this from somebody that, you know, I was a solopreneur at one point where I was doing all of the things within my first business. And now we're uh, between a few of our companies, you know, we'll do eh, right around 39, 40 million a year in the year 2023 at the time of this recording and revenue. So, uh, and obviously that took building teams to be able to get to that point. So uh, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. And, you know, I made a list of these. And so we're going to be going through this and I'm going to be commenting on these as we do and giving just some some things to consider and some thoughts to consider as we go through it together. So when we're talking about staying a solopreneur, this is you are doing all of the things in your business. I made a list of what I think are actually some of the pros to doing this. I would say the first thing that came to mind of a pro of not building a team would be there's no employee headaches. Like one of the things that happened, you know, has happened um, among tons of different types of employee issues is I've had, you know, instances where it's like it, a piece of my day is dedicated, you know, not anymore because we have, you know, a, a people department that deals with these types of things. But literally someone was upset because of, you know, someone else getting a certain birthday card on their birthday versus the card that they got on their birthday or a certain gift card versus another gift card or someone got a cake versus someone got maybe a box of cookies or whatever. And so that is the dumb shit that you deal with when you have, you know, team members, employees within your company. And so not having that obviously eliminates that completely because you don't have to deal with it. So that's pro number one is you don't have any headaches. Pro number two is the payroll expense. Obviously, when you hire people, whether they're virtual assistants or whether they're U.S.-based team members that, you know, maybe W-2 employees, there's an expense there. Um, and, and that expense is money that's not going to be going into your pocket as profit for as the business owner. And you're having to allocate that to the team member. So pretty obvious one there. The other pro um, of not building a team is no chance of any labor type lawsuits or, you know, you let someone go because they weren't performing, but, you know, for some reason they, you know, build some personal vendetta against you and your company because they sucked in the role and you let them go and now they're upset and now they want to complain to, you know, the labor board or the employment, you know, center and whatever state that you live in. That's just crap that you have to deal with um, when you have employees and so obviously not having any, you don't have to deal with that. Another one is there's no lost customers from employee issues because you as the business owner, if you're doing everything, you are going to be the sole one responsible or accountable rather 
for your customers either going or staying based on how you run your business. And so uh, if you do have team members, you know, there's a chance that they do a bad job with a customer or a client and you lose that customer or client. So just something to think of. I would say, you know, because some people, they really take pride in, in their work, which we all should. But, you know, depending on the type of your work, you know, you become the hero for your customer. You're the one coming through and saving the day. You get to be the hero for all of your customers and all of your clients because you are the one doing the work. So, some people that, you know, that really means a lot to them. Maybe that's something to consider because obviously when you bring in team members that are maybe doing that job in the future, they are going to be the one celebrated instead of you as the business owner. So just depends if that matters to you or not. So those are some of the pros that um, when, when, when we're talking about staying a solopreneur, that those are some of the initial things that I listed down from experience, from being in that role myself as just the solopreneur. But here are some of the cons. Let's go through that. So when we're looking at the cons of staying a solopreneur, one is your limited capacity to scale your company. So when you're doing everything, you only have 24 hours in a day. You only have seven days a week. So there's always going to be a cap. There's going to be a lid on how big your company is going to be able to grow. Because at some point, if you don't have other humans helping you do some of these things, you know, you only have so many hours in a day to do the work that you need to do in your business and you will reach a cap at some point. And now whether that's, you know, something that matters to you or not is up to you to decide. But that is definitely a con of staying a solopreneur. Another one that I think is super, uh, super relevant to say uh, and to mention are skill gaps. So here's just an example, right? So as a solopreneur, where you have to do everything, the skill of this podcast that you're listening to right now, I have no idea how this gets uploaded onto YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Like it's like, it's like magic. Like I just, like I do this thing. It goes into, uh, you know, the recording goes into our team Slack channel and then magically stuff starts being posted on YouTube and onto Spotify and iTunes. And I have no idea how any of that happens because I don't have the skill set to do it. Could I learn it? Of course I could. But again, you know, it's something that then you have to learn. So as the business owner, you need to be the finance person, the salesperson, the marketing person, the operations person, the admin assistant. You need to be able to do all of those things. So Again, uh, that's, you know, in my opinion, it's a con because not all of us are going to be great at everything. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know that I really am a proponent of finding out what you're great at and leaning into those things and then letting other people help you do the things that you're not so great at. Another con that I have on the list is burnout. Because if it's not you, then who's it going to be? If you go on vacation, who's going to answer the customer's calls um, for business or complaints? If you decide to, you know, you want to take that, those few days off and you have jobs lined up, well, what are you going to do? You're the one that has to do them. So it, it's really, you know, your business is going to go on vacation when you go on vacation. And when, when you get sick, your business is sick when you're a solopreneur. So whether that's important to you or not, it's just something to consider. Another one that I think is really crucial that people may not think about are the missed opportunities, right? So again, going back to the point of you only have 24 hours in a day, you only have seven days in a week. If you are currently meeting with a client and you have a client that calls in to give you business, who's going to take that call? Nobody. 
if you are the one, um, you know, fulfilling whatever the service is for a client, and then you have other clients that need to have the services fulfilled on before you can get paid, well, you're not going to be able to get those jobs going because you're having to do the first client first. And so there's always going to be a limitation on, again, that, that lid of how much you can grow when you're doing everything. And you're missing opportunities because there could be a client that you can land the job with, but because you're three months out from being able to do another job, well, you're not going to get the business if the client needs the job done this month, right? So these are things to consider on, on the cons list. You know, another one is, you know, God forbid you get sick or you have a family emergency and you have jobs and different things lined up. You might just have to cancel all those jobs, which creates a negative customer experience that takes money out of your pocket because that's money that you're not going to earn anymore. So these are, you know, when, when we're talking about the pros and cons on staying a solopreneur, these are the things that I found as some of the biggest pros and some of the biggest cons of doing it. Um, and so let's go ahead and dive into uh, building a team and what some of the cons and, and the pros are on that end and, you know, really tying it up and, and looking at, okay, well, what makes the most sense for you based on what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. So let's go ahead and start with the pros on building a team and having, you know, different uh, team members or employees that are working within your company. So the first one is the delegation side of building a team. And this, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, I, of course, I'm always talking about what is your time worth? And if you're going to build a team and you want to grow your company, you have to be looking at what is your time worth? And then what are the things that you can pass to other team members to be able to execute on some of maybe the lower dollar per hour activities so you can focus on the higher dollar per hour activities, which helps you grow and create lift within your company, which is, of course, a pro of uh, being able to build a team. The second are, you know, is the diversity and skill sets. You know, when, when I was talking about being a solopreneur, if you don't have a certain skill, you just don't have a skill. But when you build a team, you can hire people with the talents that you do not have. You know, like, again, mentioning the video editing and, you know, podcast uploads. I don't know how to do it and I don't really want to know how to do it. But I have amazing team members that are really talented at those things that could do that for me. Another area is finance. I'm okay at finance. I like to think that, you know, I have a good grasp of, you know, financial understanding. But I also, you know, have an amazing CFO that, you know, has a doctorate of finance and, you know, has a CPA um, accreditation and all of these things and has so, you know, so many years of experience that I just don't have. I can't forecast revenues and numbers and in the way that he can and put them in, you know, I can't put that in front of me and be able to make decisions on my own there. So I, I'm able to lean on his expertise. And so that, you know, when you're able to lean on the expertise of other people that have multiple years of experience, it helps expedite your company's growth because you're not having to go through that learning curve of maybe having to spend three, four, five years learning finance. You could just hire someone that has that many years of experience in that area that your company needs it in. And so I'm an amazing pro to having a team is vacations. Yes, you actually can go on vacation from time to time as you start building a team because you're not going to be the linchpin for everything in the business anymore. Um, a couple months ago uh, from the time of this recording, I went to Iceland for like eight or nine days and was able to spend most of that time, you know, enjoying going on excursions and, and being able to spend time with, you know, my friends and, and my girlfriend while we were in Iceland. 
doing different things because I had a team doing a lot of the things that the business needs to function. Now, obviously, some of the high-level strategy not that uh, that was not getting done while I was out of town obviously, you know, isn't a benefit to the business, but the business was able to be at a point where, you know, all of the day-to-day things that just need to run to keep the business humming along will happen whether I'm there or not. And so that is one of, I would say, the biggest pros to building a team is once you've built and established your team of talented people, you care for them, you take good care of them, they in turn will do the same for you so that when you do go on vacation or if you need to go on a work trip or you go to a mastermind or or different things like that, you don't have to worry about everything stopping because things will still move forward without you having to be the one driving every single activity in your business and really creating freedom. And, And that's what building a business beyond yourself is really all about is being able to not be tied to every single thing happening in your business on a day-to-day basis. And so that is probably my favorite pro of building a team is it creates flexibility. And that doesn't mean for me personally, I want to just not work. I love to work. Working is my passion. But it means it gives you options to, you know, if I need to take a day to do something with my family or I need to take a day to do something personally that I really want to do or I want to go on a vacation or a really cool conference comes up that I want to be able to attend. I have those options and the flexibility to go and not worry that everything's going to fall apart with me being gone. I would say that, you know, the final pro to building a business, you know, really beyond yourself is the pro of increased scalability and profitability. And so this is, you know, this is a really interesting thing because you notice if we if we're looking back to one of the cons of building a team is decreased profitability. That's only for a time though. You have to go through this phase of when you're doing everything, your profitability is higher. Then when you start building a team, your profitability starts going down, and then as your team matures over time, your profitability slowly starts to increase as well as your business you know scales and and goes to higher revenue figures and so that you know it's like a teeter totter it's a very delicate balance of you know as soon as you start building that team your profitability always will drop and then as the team matures it will be able to go up as long as obviously you're managing the business right, you're getting in new business and, and all of those things. But that is, you know, obviously a big pro is you do become more profitable once you get bigger. But it's really this this phase of, okay, you either stay solopreneur and you have high, you know, like profit margins, like as a solopreneur where you do everything could be 50 to 70% because you're doing everything. And so that is something to consider because you may be bringing in, let's let's just say you're bringing in $100,000 a year in revenue in your company and you're a solopreneur. If you're doing everything, you could achieve fifty dollars to $70,000 a year in profit. And maybe that's exciting to you, maybe it's not. Versus, you know, you start hiring people and you go from 100,000 a year to 200,000 a year, but now you got salaries and some of these other things that are, you know, plugged in and, you know, that same... Uh, now you're doing 200,000 a year but now with some team members maybe you're only still doing 50 to 70,000 a year in profit well it's because you built some team member you know you got a few team members in in the organization but those same few team members over the next couple of years let's say you go to 500,000 a year or 750,000 a year and those same team members that were there when it got to 200,000 a year are still there 
And now your profitability, it could get to, you know, 200,000, 250,000, 300,000 a year in profit, even though you have just still those same team members because your business starts to mature and scale as you get those right people in the right seats and you get them productive and efficient. And so again, it's, 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 you know, it's pulling levers. Business is always, you know, levers to pull. And that's the lever of hiring new team members, decreasing profitability for a time, and then seeing the scale as you go. So it's a really cool part of the business where you can eventually achieve higher profitability. But again, it is part of the business where, you know, for a time it will decrease, but it is a pro in my opinion um, that you should really, you know, uh, look at moving in this direction. If you do want to make more money and you're a solopreneur and you're capped, obviously this is going to be the path for you. But let's talk about some of the cons. When, when we're looking at some of the cons on building a team, one of them is the management complexity and really kind of the um, that your communication style of in how certain team members need to be communicated with and, you know, how, how you need to manage and lead people becomes more complex because it's not you leading yourself. Now you have these people that you got to give direction to and, and help coach them up and mentor them so that they can be better and do a better job at the role that they're doing. Um, another big uh, con is the, the onboarding and training process. You know, you hire someone today it may take them, depending on the role, four to six weeks for them to actually be making a positive impact in your business. So you're hiring someone today and paying them to learn how to do the work in your company for a month to a month and a half before they're really making a big impact. And depending on the position, it could be a little bit sooner, it could be a little bit longer, but that it is a con. You know, you're paying them to literally learn how to do the work that they need to do in your company, the way that your company wants it to be done. So definitely a con, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's challenging when sometimes you need someone today to start and make a difference, but it's going to take them weeks or over a month to actually really be making a difference. The more obvious one on the cons of building a team is the cost. You know, you have the salaries, you have the benefits, the insurance, equipment. You know, if you, they need a laptop, you need to buy them a laptop. If you're a plumber, like, you know, they maybe they need equipment. You need to buy a van for them to drive around to, your, to see your clients or your customers. Like those are all things that are cons in, in the cost of, of building a team and, and having those team members have the tools and resources to be successful. You know, the camera that this is, you know, this, um, for those of you watching the video version of this, that's a cost of this business. And our team has equipment and gear for media and, you know, these expensive computers and expensive editing software and programs that they have to have to do their job. And it's a cost. It's a con. But, you know, it's just part of building a team. I would say another con um, for some, some that are still really, you know, uh, having to break out of, you know, and let go of things is the delegation. You know, as you start building a team and you become less involved in some day-to-day -day decisions, sometimes, you know, people make decisions that you wouldn't have made. They treat a customer in a way that maybe you wouldn't have wanted them to be treated or they do work in a way that maybe you just don't like the way they did the work. And that's just part of delegating is you have to sometimes let go and be okay that your team is going to make some mistakes and, you know, you got to coach them up so they can make better decisions in the future. But those are some things that you have to consider as a con is, you know, some things are going to, you know, some balls are going to get dropped when you start delegating and that's okay. It's part of the process, but it is a con. Another one is the team dynamics. You know, whenever you bring a bunch of humans together, there's always going to be, you know, sometimes 
I don't want to say always, but, you know, at times you're going to experience some drama. You know, Sally's going to say something that offends Tom or Tom's going to do something that offends Sally. And, you know, Tom likes direct communication and Sally likes expressive communication. Tom wants you to tell him, tell me exactly how it is. Tell me exactly what I need to know. And Sally wants to hear the story of why it needs to be this way and like be, you know, pumped up and excited, you know, when she's communicated with. And, and that's something that, you know, to me, it's a con because I'm, I'm in the boat of like, I want, I'm, I'm data, not drama. Tell me what the numbers are, what the figures are. How do we execute on that, on that to be more efficient? But some people don't communicate that way. They need to, you know, have this expressive communication. And so, those are, you know, I, I see it as a con. Maybe, you know, someone listening in, maybe you don't see that as a con. But for me, it's 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 a con because I don't like to deal with those situations. But it's something that you have to understand as you're building a team that it's going to be there. I would say uh, the biggest con when it comes to building a team is the turnover. Sometimes, you know, you do everything that you can and, and people quit. Sometimes you do everything you can and they take another opportunity. And it's always at the worst time. You know, they always whenever anyone leaves, it's always the worst time. And so that's just part of it, part of building a business and building a team in your business is you have to account for that. And it's a con because then, you know, that work that they were doing now has to fall on other people's plates. It gets people overwhelmed. Maybe some of it has to fall back on your plate as the business owner. And that's just part of what it is. And it is a con, but, you know, the, the reverse on that is the, the pro is when there's multiple people involved, there's more people that can kind of fill those gaps versus it just, you know, again, falling all on you. So again, we, you know, we really talked through pros and cons of staying, you know, a solopreneur versus the pros and cons of building a business beyond yourself and having a team help you do all of these things. And, and here's the thing, at the end of the day, you are the designer of your life and you are the designer of your future and your business. And so, you have to make the decision that makes the most sense for you. And maybe it's not building a team or from listening to this episode, maybe it is building a team, but you have to be the one to decide what's right for your life and, and how much money do you want to make? Because that's going to you know be a big determining factor. You know, you're, you're likely not going to make millions of dollars a year not building a team. It's just probably not going to happen. You can make six figures doing a lot of this stuff on your own. But if you really want to make you know, millions a year, you have to build a team. There's just really no way around it unless, you know, you're talented, unlike myself, and you can go play professional football or baseball or some sport where they pay you millions of dollars and you don't have to build a team. You just are who you are. Um, but if you're in the unlucky class like myself where you're, you know, five foot ten, um, and, you know, when I was of age to probably go play professional sports, I weighed 140 pounds in high school. So, there wasn't a lot of things going for me. So, you know, I just had to figure out this business thing. And so if you're like me and, you know, you want to make a lot of money, building a team is definitely the way to do it. So if you want to learn more on strategies around how do you actually do this? How do you delegate? How do you build a team? How do you, you know, manage these people within your organization to create a successful company so that you can create the success and the goals and accomplish all of the things that you want to in this life? Make sure to subscribe, you know, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a review, share with a friend, and let me continue helping yourself and others grow a business beyond yourself. We'll catch you in the next episode.